Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. I'm Mark Francis, once again, your host for today. Well, it's exciting to share this episode with you. We get a chance to do something a little special and unique today by having a variety of people on. Um, You'll notice that I'm sitting here by myself, if you're watching on YouTube. Listening audience, you're going to get a chance to hear um, from several different people, because we're going to get a chance to hear some updates and recaps of the summer missions trips that um, FBC launched this past summer. There were three different ones that happened back in June. From June 11th through 16th, there is a whole slew of FBC people that went out to North Dakota to assist in facilitating a family camp for Native American churches out there. On July 6th through 10th, there is a small team of us that went to Vinyl Haven, Maine, an island um, off the coast of Maine, where there's a church that we have a partnership with there over the last few years. And then on July 11th through 21st, there's a team of youth and adults that went to Zambia in Africa to um, partner with some of our leaders over there for um, the purpose of teaching and equipping um, for both youth and for adults. So you're going to hear stories and updates of what God did through those trips here in this episode. To start with, we're going to chat first with the team that went to Zambia. So follow along as we go through this ride together, and I get a chance to chat with that team. So here we go. Well, hey there. I am here with the Zambia crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, got Emma, Kate, Calvin, Jonah with us in the booth today. So let's just dive right in. Um, We actually did an episode before with Garrett and Morgan Mm -hmm. and Emma Kate. Um, We're excited about what the trip was going to look like, talking about even raising some money. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with you. How did that whole process go post that conversation and and how God provided? Uh, Man, God just provided so much financially. We were ready to go months before departure, which was just Mm. such an answer to prayer and um, such a testament to how giving of a church FBC is. Um, So that was amazing. And then all the logistics, they just fell into place. And um, even on the road, um, as you know, as you've traveled and stuff, things don't always work out. Mm -hmm. We get to Zambia and Bernadette leans over and says, hey, your hotel fell through tonight, but we think we have a place for you guys to (laughs) stay. Um, And you know what? We got to camp out in um, Zambia, which was really cool. I mean, we were staying in kind of cabin type things. It was rugged, but it was good. And like the Lord just throughout the entire trip just kept providing for mm. us, which was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Calvin, your last name is Poole. So mm-hmm. your, your father, Jim Poole, is yeah. uh, the missions pastor here. Um, he drug, dragged you along <laughs> on the trip. Um, what were your expectations going into the trip? And I, I know you did a little bit of teaching as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really have like a whole lot of expectations. Um, You know, I was prepared and ready to teach. And then I was just kind of like, not 100% sure what it was going to look like and all the, um, you know, we had a picture of it, um, of, you know, doing the conference, the two different conferences, but we weren't, I wasn't quite sure what what the specifics were going to look like. Hmm. And then it Mm -hmm changed up a lot once we got there yeah (laughs) they did such a good job just rolling with the punches and um when things would change they'd just be ready to go with it and i just have to do a shout out to calvin garrett and josh they all taught at different times Mm. and we were at our layover in doha and i look over and the three of them just have their bibles out just studying and preparing to Mm. teach the lesson when we get to zambia review with us real quick jonah you can speak to this so there is a couple different components to this trip right um the youth were heavily involved in the beginning. So uh, 
what did that look like? Yeah. And then what was the second part of the trip? Yeah. So towards the front half of our trip, we were in Mansa and we did a conference where we were a little bit more involved in the planning, um, specifically with our students. They were in charge of games and, you know, different icebreaker activities and helping with worship. But also some of those guys were going to be running our teaching for that conference and kind of presenting the Creation to Christ lessons to potential youth leaders there and encouraging them to sign up for that mm-hmm. um, with Bernadette, with our connection there. And so, yeah, Calvin and Josh and Garrett all just did an amazing job, you know, mm-hmm. stepping up into yes. that and and being able to present, um, you know, information for over an hour, each of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, on their own up there and give it and, and do it with a translator mm-hmm. so clearly mm-hmm. um, was impressive. And then the second half of the trip, um, we were able to move over to Indola, which is a little bit larger city. And that's where Scott and Jim led their um, conference for pastors. Hmm. And so pastors from several different countries came. Gosh, I don't know how many countries were represented, but I mean, four or five, four or five at least. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so they were translating that not only into, um, the Zambian language that we were speaking in Mansa, but also in French Mm -hmm. and English. So there was three languages going on for that. Um, Mm -hmm. and we were able to, at that one as a youth team, just sit and and listen to that Mm -hmm. and hear how Scott and Jim like to build up um, pastors and church mm-hmm. leaders and how they should mm-hmm. be pastoring their church. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of, we got to, we got to run one and then we got to participate mm-hmm. in one. Um, and that's kind of how the trip was, but it was just pretty amazing. Both sides. Of it. And your last name is Pearson. That's right. So you have a brother on staff yep, here yep. named Caleb, yes. where he likes to do a lot of talking. Yes. <laughs> what, what kind of talking did, did you offer on this trip? Um, so I was able to just kind of be a youth leader and let these guys do it at the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to speak at one of the churches on Sunday morning when we mm-hmm. went on Sunday. We split up into three different churches, and I was able to do that. Um, but gosh, with this trip, um, more than in the past, I was able to just kind of step back and watch our youth and mm-hmm. help. And like yeah. Emma said, I mean, they were all just amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what to expect going in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, just be ready to be flexible because mm-hmm. in my time out of yes. the country, that's when my experience and it was certainly true, but I mean, all of the youth was just, they just did amazing. And mm-hmm. that's been my biggest takeaway since then is oh, I'm yeah. just like, I remember those that, are awesome kids. That yeah. There were prayer cards mm-hmm. that we handed out to the church beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Can you recap just not all of them, but how were some of those prayers answered? Yeah. So I think um, a big one was logistics and just um, safety while we were there and um, everything worked out well. We had no injuries. Another one was like illness prevention and nobody the entire time got sick. We had some people get sick on the end of the trip, but that was by the time we got home. And so that was just two really big prayer requests that we have. And I think... um, Another prayer request was being able to build relationship with the Zambians, mm-hmm. and I would definitely say that happened. Um, at the first conference, there was a group of young men who just kind of bonded with our group. I mean, Calvin can speak to it, too. They just they taught us how to sing um, African worship songs, and they tried to teach us how to dance, and we tried really I've hard. I've seen some of those video clips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Calvin was, was a real... great dancer while we were <laughs> trying there. Trying is the key word, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the Lord just opened the door, and we were just able to build and make so many new cool relationships with these people that um it was hard to say goodbye but knowing like hey even if we don't see each other here we'll we have eternity together and the relationship building is is really crucial Mm because we have the global church week coming up in october where some of the people the boons will be Mm -hmm. here hopefully lord willing Mm -hmm. um to to reunite with you Mm -hmm. guys as a team Mm -hmm. and to engage with with us as a church 
and we can maybe even hear from their perspective of what they took away mm -hmm. from your visit. But let's let's speak to kind of what God would did with you guys personally. Mm -hmm. You know, what what was your takeaway of of uh, just what did God show you and teach you and and help grow you while you were there? Yeah. So I guess I can go first. One of the things whenever I travel um, in this context is it just opens my eyes to how big God is. And it, um, as I go and I'm like, we talk about, you know, other churches and other believers in other parts of the world and then to go and to get to experience and then to have these conversations with them where we're talking about God. That's what a lot of the pastors at the second conference wanted to talk about. They wanted to know what God was doing in our lives and they wanted to tell us what God was doing in their lives. And it was just so cool to see how big God is, but also how personal he is with everybody mm -hmm. um, and then another thing is just how the Lord sustains us because um, you don't get great sleep when you're not in your mm -hmm. own bed um, the food was great but it's you know not our type of food and so the Lord just gives the energy you need day after day to do what he's mm -hmm. called you to do mm -hmm. and so I think those were two of pretty big takeaways mm -hmm. I had Calvin how about you yeah I think my largest takeaway was like you know just being flexible and being like Okay, what what's going to happen today, and, and how is how am I going to be used by God, and mm -hmm. and um, and you know, seeing like Emma said, seeing all of the the believers, and and just being able to like have this shared shared faith, even mm -hmm. though we're like on either sides of the globe, mm -hmm. um, was just really neat. But hmm. yeah, I would say um, that was one of the ways that like I think my expectation was off. I was expecting us to kind of go there and have it really feel like work and. Mm -hmm okay, like team, we're going to need to bring the energy. We're going to need to, you know, get people involved and everything. But I was so encouraged by um, the people that we met and the mm -hmm. relationships that we made. It's like right from the start, I was so encouraged by how authentic they were in mm -hmm. their faith and how excited they were that we were there. Mm -hmm. And so it didn't feel like, like painful work. Mm -hmm. It just hmm. was encouraging to us the whole mm -hmm. time to see how God is establishing churches there. Mm -hmm. And then especially that pastor's conference, like I was just amazed. I was sitting in the back at one point and just seeing, you know, I don't know, a hundred, I mean, it felt like a hundred pastors in there or at least 80. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, there's four countries represented here and these people are going to take this information. They're going to go back to their churches. Mm -hmm. Like this is God's church being established mm -hmm. right here. Like mm -hmm. it, it gives me kind of chills right now. Mm -hmm. And I guess I didn't expect to feel encouraged in that way mm -hmm. to the extent that I was, mm -hmm. um, as well as just being encouraged by our youth team. Mm -hmm. Then to know these are these are young leaders who are here at our church mm -hmm. at home who got to have that experience and then can you know incorporate that into what they're doing their ministry here mm -hmm. and um, you know share that with their friends it was just very encouraging in a way that I didn't think it was going mm -hmm. to be just the partnerships uh, that we're building yeah. I think is so key and critical mm -hmm. to see how God is working mm -hmm. around the world yeah. and and that we're not just in a little isolated. Christian bubble right. here in Winchester, Virginia, right. but God is working around the world mm -hmm. and he's been working all throughout time. Mm -hmm. I, I love that, that image. Um, and, and just hearing all of you guys share that just, there's a dependency in the Lord mm -hmm. while you were there before mm -hmm. with the prayer yeah. while you were there. And then here mm -hmm. even after of how can we trust in the Lord to grow these relationships mm -hmm. and, and see him work here and in Africa and around the world. So thank you guys so much for just sharing your feedback. Mm -hmm. um, continue to pray for um, the team that went and just that God continues to grow you guys, mm -hmm. but then also the work that you did in Africa. Many unseen things, mm -hmm. I'm sure, yeah. will be developing based mm -hmm. off of the visit. So yeah. let's move on and hear um, what God did in North Dakota with the team from there. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm now here with Jim Poole and Sarah Rozeki, and we get a chance to talk about 
Family Camp. Yep. And um, Family Camp has been something that's been on the on the mouths and minds of us around here for well over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the trip happened, and it was, I know, successful. But Jim, just give us a quick recap of what God did leading up to this camp and, and how he prepared us and the people showing up. What, what went into that? Yeah, so the original invitation came from Chris Little, mm-hmm. who is a pastor of a church in um, uh, South Dakota. And so he actually came to us in uh, about late 2021, early 2022, seeing if we could do it last year. And because we didn't have a, uh, he didn't have a venue yet, uh, and it was going to be a little bit short notice for us to get people, you know, here from uh, our church together, get organized. We weren't able to pull it off um, last year, uh, but then he found a venue, and then that gave us the time to uh, get organized and get everybody together to be able to have it uh, this year in 2023. And so, yeah, God, you know, God gathered um, 50 plus people from our church, uh, families and um, kids, and it was just a wonderful time of God um, gathering us together and giving us time to, uh, to, to get organized and to get, get prepared and partner with them and mm-hmm. um, doing something that they already wanted to do for themselves. Historical perspective, they have already had this kind of a family camp each year That's leading right. up to this. That's right. Um, I think we named it Family Camp. I don't know if it was always called Family Camp for them, but this was a, a group of churches in the area that are Native American-based mm-hmm. churches mm-hmm. that attempted to come together just to do a fun summer family camp That's for right. a week at a time. That's right. Um, yep. And so the need was they needed somebody to run it. That's right. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they do this camp um, uh, regularly. It had been take, it had taken a bit of a break mm-hmm. uh, because of COVID, mm-hmm. but uh, they had they had had this camp uh, regularly. And there's lots of tribes that have uh, family camps. Yeah, you know, not just the one that that the Chris is is a part of, but uh, it's it's a pretty um, uh, regular, uh, uh, traditional, typical thing that tribes have family camps during the summertime. Mm. So they were uh, mm. wanting to have it. They were uh, planning to have it. And they uh, asked us, would we be able to, and interested in, uh, in, in running it and, and, uh, and, and doing all the activities, all the way from uh, games with the kids, for teaching with the kids, for games with the teenagers, for teaching with the teenagers, and all the way up to, to mm-hmm. the adults. Yeah, it was something they already do, and they asked us if we would be willing to help, uh, help pull it off. But for us, leading up to it, it was brand new. Right. Uh, starting from scratch. What, what can we bring to the table as a church with our volunteers, with our teaching content, with activities and games? And Sarah, you were involved with that. You, you are actually on staff here at FBC helping Jim and Scott mm-hmm. in the missions department. So what did you see God do behind the scenes leading up to this week? Well, I think a lot of family camp was, it was almost a mixture of VBS and the conferences Mm. that Jim and Scott do around Mm. the world. So I think it was cool because we already have these teams and almost like this um, formula established for each of those, the VBS and the conferences. And it was kind of a combination of them both. So it was cool to see what we do here locally or around the world, but then we brought it over to South Dakota. So mm-hmm. I think hmm. that was neat. And when you, you're saying that merging of VBS and missions conferences, the content, though, 
I think is critical, right? And so there was a team who worked with your Knowing God series mm -hmm. to put it in the, the same content, but in the form that children can receive it. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so um, Alicia Reed has uh, rewritten the Knowing God lessons, and she's rewritten them for kids. And then uh, uh, Alyssa Avery, she went along with this, Josh and Alyssa, and uh, she was also very uh, helpful and um, instrumental in taking the lessons even a step further and packaging them for the week. And uh, we had two, two teaching sessions each day um, for the kids, and so she took the lessons and she, she reworked them again to be specific for uh, those uh, four days that we had together yeah, with, 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 hmm. with, with, the, with the camps. Yeah, it was the Knowing God lessons, Alicia written them for kids, and then Alyssa took them again and packaged them for the, specifically for the camp. Cool. So it really just whittled down to the, the yeah. key essentials of what did you guys want to communicate. So walk us through the week. What, what did it look like? What happened? Um, what met your expectations and what didn't quite meet your expectations? So going into it, there were a lot of questions, like a lot of question marks, I guess, dark spots where we weren't sure what things were going to look like. Um, so registration, we didn't really have everyone registered. We didn't know who was showing up. And so that, I guess, on Sunday was a process, you know, everyone hmm. kind of, they showed up in um, groups, so it wasn't just everyone all at once, but mm -hmm. we didn't know who was going to be coming, and it was just the registration was a little bit of a whirlwind, mm -hmm. but once we got that and all of them in their correct housing situations, that I think it worked out pretty well for not knowing much ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess the first session was Sunday evening. Yep, mm -hmm. Sunday night. Yeah, so we had our first session, our first dinner, um, started getting to know everyone. And then on Monday was the first full official day where we had full lessons throughout the day and all three meals. And I'm, I'm trying to think of what was Monday night. We didn't have a fire that night, but. Yeah, Tuesday and. Tuesday. Tuesday we had a bonfire yeah. in, the, in the evening with uh, with s'mores and just a time of sharing and and then as well on Thursday hmm. Thursday night was last night yeah and um, we had had bonfires twice so yeah it consisted of um, activities and study time the place where we were was really was really suited very well they had a lot of space like, like a lot of acreage mm -hmm. and um, so it was great for um, the kids to have room to uh, play games and various things. They had um, the basketball court. They had a gaga pit, which you know the teens and the older kids sure. you know, loved. Yeah. You know, they <laughs> were like yeah. a magnet in between sessions for activities. They were there a lot. They had um, like a high and a rope and a low uh, ropes course, which that was a, another really hot um, item one afternoon that the kids were able to do. They had archery um, that we enjoyed, and then human foosball. That I had never human done. foosball. And, All right, um, that was a we had as 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 a, as guys we had a, a human foosball uh, game one <laughs> afternoon. So that was fun. So yeah, not only was it um, serious, um, you know, study time, but it also had a lot of just fun time mm -hmm. you know, being, being a camp. I mean, that's, cool. You know, you want you want that with camp, and that's what you're doing. You're building relationships, right? I mean, so it's not just a bunch of FBC coming hanging out with each other. It's building relationships, meeting many others who live in that general area. It came from hours away mm -hmm. to, to come to this camp. Right. right. Um, to just 
try to get to know them a little bit more. That's right. Um, yeah. So what did you see beyond the fun, beyond just the activities? What were some of the stories and the results and the um, just the impact of the week? I know your husband, Mike, came when we were at the camera and interviewed a lot of people, so maybe you can share some of those. But just either one of you, tell me what did you see God do? Um, one story that I really like is um, one of the fathers that was there had his son who was about five or six. And the father shared with us in the interview that um, he was able to learn that God didn't just want him to go to church and read his Bible, but that God wanted a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And he he learned that like during the week of camp. And then his son, when Mike interviewed him, he asked about, what did you learn today in class? And oh, the world got wounded, and just like the idea of the fall. So mm-hmm. it was just like seeing both generations were impacted, and they both learned something new mm-hmm. that they hadn't known before they came to camp. So that mm-hmm. was really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great time of uh, building relationships with people, mm-hmm. and um, that's, that's, the whole, you know, that's the whole reason that we were there, was to, was to build relationships with people just to get time. Just been together with people, mm-hmm. um, just studying, but then also just sitting around the campfire, uh, archery, walking from one, you know, from the dining hall to the archery uh, range to the different areas. Just, you know, just getting to know people and building relationships uh, with people. Mm-hmm. And by the second day, so we'd only been there a day and a half, there was already conversation about, hey, we want to do this again. And we nice. want, um, yeah. w- you know, would you guys be willing to come back and do this again? Hmm. And obviously we were like, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And there was a group of, um, you know, we knew that there was going to be a group of pastors that were going to be coming. And so we studied with them, but there were also adults that came. And so we were able to get to know them as well some more. And then we're going to be going back there actually next month in, in September to regather this same group of pastors for like a follow-up uh, mini conference. Who's we? Who's going to go back? Scott and I. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, so talk to me about that bigger picture because part of this is is just kind of thinking of a funnel, big wide funnel. Let's just have some fun, introduce ourselves, and provide this family camp with the end goal of true discipleship and working with these pastors to mm-hmm. where they can have a relationship with you where they know and trust you. So how do you see this um, impacting, now that you're going back there um, in a month, um, the long-term picture of what you guys are looking to accomplish? Yeah, our goal is to uh, partner with churches, mm-hmm. you know, partner with the, the leadership of the churches <clears throat> and to help strengthen and establish uh, the, the local church. And, um, and so it, it actually, I mean, we, we, we saw God do it. Mm because uh, that was our goal going in was to partner and build relationships with with those that were there and um, as the last day um, uh, was was there and, and Scott was talking to various people uh, he said hey would you guys be willing to you know get together again um, and, and and have another uh, mini conference and and this group of people we had we had never been with with this group of people hmm. so it was the first time we we're together with them and so Scott asked, are you guys willing to get together again? And then they said, yes, we are. And we're going to go there uh, next month. So it, it completely mm-hmm. um, fulfilled the purpose of partnering with, uh, with churches to help strengthen and establish a church. Because we, we'd never been with this group of people. 
God gave us a chance to be with them, uh, get to know them, spend time together, study some, and then now we're going to go and do it a couple months after the camp. Mm. So, And the need in the Native American community is huge. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Um, just wrap this up by telling us how many churches do you think you're really going to start connecting with and how many pastors, just even around the, the country, because it's not just North Dakota. Right? right. And so as God has given us this opportunity a couple of years ago, I, I'm seeing it just by hearing stories from you. So I hope it's encouraging to everybody listening sure. and watching yeah. because we are seeing God move here one little step at a time. Mm-hmm. So what's what's our current status with the relationships that we have? Yeah, so um, we have a really good relationship with uh, with Chris Little, who is the, the president of, uh, of, of, of the organization there. Um, it's a Baptist organization of churches. And so he has, um, uh, these churches are part of that organization and so that's who came to the camp was churches uh, that were a part of this um, this this Baptist organization of Native American churches and so um, we have a real good relationship with Chris and with his church um, Elijah Walls is there he finished seminary and he's gonna be there and live in that same town and and uh, where Chris's church is and be a part of that church and help Chris out but then these other pastors were, were, were like they're interested, mm-hmm. and there were there's there's going to be six or seven uh, folks come to this conference in September. So it's not just uh, Chris's church; it's spreading out mm-hmm. around his area in uh, South Dakota, North Dakota. That's great. And then also, um, you know, we still have uh, contacts and relationships with those folks uh, at Indian Bible College, you know, mm-hmm. in Flagstaff, Arizona, mm-hmm. and Scott and I are going to be going back there at the end of October, right when Missions Conference is over here. We're going to go there and do a, a, a one-week teaching time there, and um, and we still have, you know, relationships with uh, Alden Lawrence on the Navajo Reservation mm-hmm. in Arizona. And you're referencing our Global Church Week mm-hmm. in October, yep. and these guys are going to be coming. Um, and their wives, so we'll be able to build some relationships with Absolutely. them as they're here yeah. as well, hear some of their stories, um, so be on the lookout for that. Sarah, I'll let you leave with the last word. What did God teach you personally by being a part of this whole process and the, and the family camp? So um, definitely a lot of reliance on him when we didn't know, you know, there's only so much you can control when you don't know what the whole thing, so I think that's something like just giving over control, Lord, I don't know what this future, <laughs> the <laughs> next couple of weeks is going to look like, but you do, you know who's coming, you know who mm. needs to be here, and um, so that was something that yeah, I think was an important thing to learn. We can plan, that. but God directs, mm. and he does what he wants to do. Mm. Yep. I love it. Well, thanks guys for sharing, and we'll just continue to keep the Native American churches in our prayers. Sure. Yeah, and um, looking forward to seeing them in October. Well, now let's turn our attention to the third trip um, that we'll be able to chat about, and it's my conversation with Scott Santmar because we both were on the trip to visit the church in Vinyl Haven, Maine. So you'll hear about our partnership there. Well, hey there, Scott. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for joining us today. And we were able to go to Vinyl Haven, Maine, we were back in the second week of July, and um, you and I had never been there before. No, right? no. So, um, what was our goal, and what kind of leading up to this trip? What were we looking to accomplish, and 
kind of expectations did you have? Yeah, so leading up to it, our whole our hope was to take the Building Bridges 14-week initiative that we had here and and repackage it into a weekend. <laughs> One weekend. Yeah. 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 It seems impossible, um, but we were able to send things beforehand and to leave things with them afterwards, mm-hmm. so we were able to kind of put that all together in one nugget in a weekend. Yeah, I know for me, in my planning hat, I'm always trying to prepare in advance. And so, um, as you've already heard on this episode, you, God does the planning for us. And so yeah. Uh, yeah. what we try to lay out um, sometimes doesn't always come to fruition. We we were able to um, send them materials in advance that when we got there, we realized they hadn't really um, looked at. Yeah. Um, part of that was due to the, the pastor, Jeff, he, he had a death in his family yes. and, and wasn't even there while we were there. So that, that gave the, the congregation, um, the ability to kind of ratchet up their leadership skills. Yeah. And, and, and we had conference calls with him in advance, you know, hadn't met him in person, but had chatted with him yeah. expecting, um, him to greet us, but it really was really one of their their key leaders of the church and elder Brian Osgood who met us and helped kind of steer the ship even when their lead pastor was gone, which ultimately was a God thing. Yeah. God knew in advance that he was going to have a death in the family and wasn't going to be able to be there. God knew that you were going to be able to step in and do the sermon for them Mm -hmm. that weekend, that we were going to be in there at a time where it could have been more of a crisis for that church. Yeah. So yeah. it's just kind of neat to see what ended up happening it was. with the, the planning. So, yeah, how do you then whittle down a 14-week focus of building bridges yeah. into a weekend? Kind of yeah. what walk us through what ended up happening. Yeah, the one thing that I maybe a surprising piece, um, we were going to do a prayer walk with them to mm-hmm. walk through this, this. This island is really an island of about 1,500 people, um, and... They had never done anything like this. We invited folks to come. We met mm-hmm. at a local school and divided up into smaller groups and and walked through town and prayed for people as we uh, went through. And it was it was a, a realization of how well they already knew their community. Yeah, they knew these people by name. They knew their backgrounds. They knew the things that they struggled with. They knew exactly how to pray for these people. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to mm-hmm. see the bridges that had already been built. They have relationships. It, it is, is. A, it is a church, and so just a history on the church that, that started up, uh, that was about 15 years ago or so, yeah. mm-hmm. and there wasn't many churches on the island. Many of them were going off the island, which is an hour ferry boat ride to go to the mainland to yeah. attend church. Yeah. And from there, God just developed raising up people to, to start this church. And we have connections from this church because of a, a family who lives here in Winchester and attends Fellowship Bible Church. Um, and over the years, you know, John Morrison had been going there. John Avery's been there a couple of times. We've done VBSs there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is truly a, a picture of our partnership with this church. It is. And how God has grown that over the years as well, to where they're excited to have us yeah. show up and present material that was kind of newish to them. Yeah. Even though it's not a new concept of yeah. we are called to go and um, <laughs> be the Great Commission, you know, proclaim the gospel to people around us. So they have relationships. They do. With people in the community. Yeah. Um, 
and they have relationships with each other within the church, but I didn't have the take that before we were there that they really were connecting those dots. Yeah, and it was maybe most evident when uh, every Saturday they have a, a little flea market in the town square. Mm. And um, again, uh, out of this little island, uh, there were hundreds of people coming and going uh, in this flea market. And again, they knew so many of them. The mm -hmm. connections were already there. Mm -hmm. And I, I asked just a simple question of why doesn't the church have a presence here on a Saturday morning? Yeah. No matter what that might be, but some sort of presence uh, yeah. of, of people here. And it was like, oh, we could do that. Yeah. And you asked also similar questions of you guys go on walks or drives around town. You know all these people. And doing the prayer walk, um, I think, was encouraging for, for me um, to, to be able to pray for people in a community that I don't live in, but for them more particularly, yeah. knowing that they have these relationships. When on, We did break up into groups and teams for the prayer walk, and then the team that I was with, one of the ladies from the church walked by a house and said, you know, there's somebody that lives there that originally started coming to our church and doesn't anymore. I'm going to pray for her. And she stopped and prayed, and then she continued and shared, you know, she's, she's definitely into tarot cards and uh, sign readings and things like that. And, you know, there was something that was said to her with our church that kind of spooked her, and, mm -hmm. and she hasn't come back. And she's like, I'm going to pray for her. And just the knowledge, and I'm just paraphrasing what she got yeah. into, mm -hmm. um, the knowledge that they had, um, or just the depression, or the, the drug use and the alcohol use that's prevalent on the island. Yeah, yeah. They, um, they know it very well. They do. Um, they do. And so I was encouraged by just knowing that, hey, how can God use us just to encourage them? Mm -hmm. And um, yes, we had some lobster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, we, you know, we had some fun along the way, but it was yeah. neat to participate from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was different in, in that it was a uh, an all-church weekend. Yeah. Uh, where there have been times when, we, like you said, we've done VBS with them or or very specific things, but this was kind of an all-church thing, mm -hmm. so that was it was fun to be a part of that. And the size of their church is really only 50 or 60 people. Yeah. And the participation that was um, made with, yes, the prayer walk that happened on Saturday, there's a good 15, 20 people there. Mm -hmm. um, the Sunday morning services that we helped, um, there is at least 60 people in attendance, yeah. more. Yeah. And then we had a Sunday night session that really was more of the the call to action of like, so now what? Um, how mm -hmm. if Jesus has sent us? So what does that look like? Yeah. And there was a good thirty or forty people there on that Sunday night. Yeah. So the participation was encouraging. It was. It was. And I'm just talking with a couple of the folks there, they were like, "Well, you know, we were only a church of 60, 70 <laughs> people." And and I said, "With your percentage rate, if there's only fifteen hundred people that live on the island. You've, yeah. you've got a pretty good percentage rate, you know, of people yeah. from the island coming. So, yeah. you know, look at it that way." And I, and they were like, "Oh, you know, they never really thought about it like that. It was, you know, even that was an encouragement. Mm -hmm. So that, mm -hmm. was a, that was a neat thing." What did God show you along the way, or even after the trip? Yeah, there was a real beauty in the smallness of the church, and 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 just how tight knit they were. And you know, it's not that FBC isn't tight knit, but you know, they're literally a you know thousand folks who you know are trying to get together, and there are people I have no idea who they are. Mm -hmm. um, so being able to see them know everybody's name, mm. 
know what to be praying for, know how they can come alongside folks. Um, I don't know. To me, that was just a, a real encouragement, and it was just kind of a fun thing to experience mm-hmm. and to be a part of, mm-hmm. uh, and to see you know real you know Christian brotherhood and love that that was lived out amongst them like that, and um, in that setting, uh, there's just something very refreshing about that. Yeah, and and for me, I mean, we brought my son Pierce along. Um, just because I'd always wanted to say, how can we do some sort of missions trip together or service project together? And if you watch the sermon spotlight, you hear I mentioned to on that episode that we took him to school um, this past week, and now he's gone. And so there's kind of this final, the yeah. finality of being <laughs> with him during the summer. And it was encouraging to see how, like, when you serve together, that there's um, things that God can do within that team of people mm-hmm. who would attend. He was able to play percussion. He had never been on a worship te- praise team in his life, and he joined us on stage yeah. to uh, to help um, lead singing time. And then just to see him rub shoulders with you know John Avery sitting down at, at the lunch table with the the crowd and talking about some struggles that he's had with just interacting with people in his high school, uh, you know, talking about God and and how they receive it or don't receive it. Just there's neat interactions that occur. Mm-hmm when you're on a trip like that yeah. and and we've heard that from the zambia crowd we've heard that from the the family camp crowd and it even occurred in a, in a small little trip like we had to yeah. maine yeah um yeah so it was definitely fun it was um, fun it was very quick very quick the quickest the quickest mission trip i've ever been on and and thank you for being the trooper and you drove the entire way on the way back home yeah did not. I think you got your man card extended there a little bit more by putting in the driver's seat for 15 straight hours. So, well, Scott, thanks for just um, giving us kind of the recap here That's of fun. that trip, and um, you'll you'll see a key theme that um, has gone on here in all these conversations of the relationships that we have, relationships that are forming and growing, whether it be in Zambia, whether it be in North Dakota, or here, whether it be in Maine. Those relationships carry over to more than those th- those three locations. Mm-hmm. Um, we have partnerships with local churches around the world, and it's exciting to know that we have a global church week coming up um, in the middle of October, October seventh through fifteenth, where we have invited nearly fifty people that we're calling global church partners because they're not true missionaries; they live in their local mm-hmm. regions. Um, to join us and uh, where we can encourage them and they can encourage us by their presence of what God is doing in their world around the world. And so I'd encourage you to put those dates on your calendar. There's the website, um, fbcva.org slash gcw23. And people from all three of these trip locations that we've talked about here in this episode have been invited to come, and we're waiting for them to give us their travel itineraries to confirm it. But it'll be neat to see how God has worked in their world since we visited them Mm -hmm. in the summertime. Um, And so I'd encourage you guys to continue to pray for these people that we partner with, Um, continue to pray for our missions department here, Scott McManigal and Jim Poole, and how they travel. You heard Jim say that he's going to be traveling back to North Dakota next month. So just the partnerships that we have, I think, is what God is doing um, through through FBC, through his people around the world. So put that down on your calendars because it's going to be a really neat time. The agenda will be on the website very shortly. The people who will be coming will be on the website very shortly. So um, 
thank you for your participation in that, and it'll be an exciting time there in October. Um, well, Scott, thanks again for sitting here in the end. It's my pleasure. Um, continue to share these episodes with your friends, with people around the church, so they can get more informed about what's going on here in the life of our body. So until we chat again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. Mm-hmm.